0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's a true faith podcast. Uh, Lester Away Preview. This is a show that we do every week or well, before every single Newcastle United game on our Patreon platform. So this one's this one's going on for free today. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Uh, £5.50 a month to get you access to loads and loads of extra shows. You get one of these for every game amongst loads of other class stuff. The Proview, Warren Barton, Keith Gillespie. Um, You know, there's, there's so much there. Give it a try. See what you think. Uh, try it over Christmas. There'll be loads of content because there's so many games I'm delighted to be joined on the line tonight by Adam and Cy. How are you, lads? Uh,
2: not, bad. not bad, mate. Not bad. We've both had COVID last week, so not brilliant. but Yeah,
1: yeah, I escaped Still that, recovering, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're all right enough to do this tonight, lads. It's a, a, wouldn't important miss this podcast. for anything, Miggy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an important podcast about an important game that, until a couple of hours ago, there was a little bit of concern that it might not go ahead. Leicester are the second team this week to report some kind of illness outbreak, although they haven't specifically said as far as I know that it's covered. But Brendan Rodgers in his press conference today pre-Europa League says he, or maybe yesterday it was, uh, said he expected the game to go ahead. So you have to assume from there that the Newcastle game at the weekend will do as well. Disaster for us if it doesn't go ahead. We, we massively need this game. We, we need to continue the kind of good feeling around the club into a game that isn't Liverpool and then Man City. So we, Newcastle really need this game to go ahead. And we're going to assume from here, lads, that it is, because it would be pointless doing a preview about a game that wasn't going to happen. Newcastle travelled Leicester at the weekend, and it's uh, another chance for Eddie Howe to show what he's made of. Si, what, what do you reckon we're looking at from Howe this weekend? Do you think he's settled now on the, the four at the back, same system, or do you think we might see any surprise packages?
2: It's I I've been you kind of want to see the same again, don't you? Because we for the majority of the Burnley game, albeit they, they they started strongly, but we kept them out. They didn't really lay a glove on with. They were certainly... In, in charge of the game for the first 20 minutes but then the, the more the game went on that looked intentional it looked like we'll just let them wear themselves out and then pretty much just killed them off when we needed to you want to see the same i don't think anyone played badly i don't think there's anyone i would change in that lineup but i'm starting to worry that perhaps we're, we're gonna just we're gonna run out of steam with this because we've now had three three games in a row we've had what a month of eddie Howe now nearly a month he came in about this time in november yeah two weeks to prepare for Brentford, and then we've had obviously two more games. all been highly intense games, like really, really physically demanding games and lots of pressing, lots of lots of effort. I think we might might need to freshen it up at some point, whether that's off the bench, we need to be looking to get a few more players involved, but I'm a little bit worried we might burn ourselves out because of how intense we are playing compared to the way we were for the previous twelve games. Um, that said, that said, um, we're it's, you know we're training properly now, so the lads should be fit. Um, we've basically just had a pre-season in the last three weeks, so in theory, <laughs> we're starting our season now because we've, we've had a whole summer and three more months off. So you could look at it that way and think, you know, what we've got a massive advantage advantage over every other team. So I'm going to choose to to think of it that way. So, positive, so
1: we... I like to hear it. Um, looking at the bigger picture, if he's going to start resting players. Uh, you don't do it this weekend. Do it. Do it in the next two games. Really. Yeah, we're, we're extremely unlikely not to get anything. Adam, Eddie Howe, as a manager and Brendan Rogers, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about both of them. I have to say, as much as I don't like giving positive feedback onto the the opposition ever, um, they're kind of built from the same cloth. What, what What do you think Eddie Howe needs to do in this game, if, if anything, to uh, to to kind of exploit Brendan Rogers' weaknesses, if he has any?
3: Well, their, their defence is in massive decline at the moment. I think over the last six games, form wise, certainly they're they're eighteenth in the league for form. And in that time, over those six games, they've conceded twelve, which is averaging two per game. Like before they've even before they've even kicked off, they've already conceded two. So I think you're right, what you said, Mickey. Um, we absolutely need this this game to go ahead because this is one of the best times to be to be playing Leicester. I think because Brendan Rodgers has been a huge success there and, and and made them competitive and has just you know missed out on Champions League football a couple of times. It's been really impressive and there's no doubt that he'll be sort of touted for even an even bigger job in the near future. I, I, I don't doubt that, but there seems to have been kind of a... I don't know how he's he's been here there the, what three seasons now is it? He's sort of a few maybe a few more. It it, it feels like that initial unity and direction that they had. It seems to be... I don't know if it's petered out. I don't know if they're, they're just getting kind of fatigued from it, whether they need to kind of freshen things up, whether it's been a a recruitment problem, I don't know. But for whatever reason, Leicester City aren't... They don't seem as cohesive an opponent as they have previously been, although we have done fairly well down, down there the last few years. But they, they think there's something going on there that isn't quite right. Things aren't clicking. And we need to smell blood, and we need to, to to get at them now while they're while they're weak.
1: Castle are in such a good position here to um to take advantage of a of a good team that's out of form, and I really hope that we do that. For me, we need to keep things similar, if not the same, to what it's been. We need to stay on the front foot. We need to keep pressing people. We need to keep attacking. And for 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 me, the same the same section of the team, the attacking section of the team, has to to stay the same. Um. In terms in terms of Personnel, I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree completely. Side that it, that it's not that you want to see exactly the same thing. And in particular, I'm looking at the the centre of defence. Lascelles had his best game in a black and white shirt for a number of years at the weekends. Um, mm-hmm. But but for me, he, he was in there and extremely effective because he because of the opposition he was playing against. I don't I don't particularly want to see him in this game. I don't know whether either of you would, would would disagree with me, but I I think Lascelles is not the man to mark Jamie Vardy or. Or Daca or Ianacho, I think Ianacho might be one of the lads that's out with uh, the mysterious virus at the same time as COVID is spreading around the country. Um but I don't I don't want to see LaSalle in that in that back four personally. I, do I really disagree?
2: Mate, if he plays like he did against Burnley, then yeah, I do. He, he really like led the team and he I mean he got his captain's armband back and he and he demonstrated the, the captain that we that we wanted um for the the first half of the season. Um, so, yeah, I would be very uh, reluctant to change it.
3: I think, you know, I, I can understand the issue. The issue is that one of Leicester's most potent threats is their pace in attacking areas. You've got Vardy, you've got Daka, you've got Barnes, you've got Luckman, who's been playing recently as well. That's They're quite dynamic. They will press quite high from the front. Um, so you kind of think, well, if if we are going to play someone like Lascelles. Then we're going to have to sit deeper, and we're going to have to accept that, I guess, and, and work work around that. I don't. We, what we can't do is be leaving so much p- space in behind someone like Lascelles. You know, share a bit more mobile, but again, we, I wouldn't necessarily regard as a pacey centre back either. So we we probably will have to sit deep to try and quell the the, the threat that they will have um, in behind. I, I really don't think. Uh, we, we want to look at that. Obviously, um, you're saying there, Luckman, um missing out tonight, so we might we might miss him. But they've certainly got plenty of a, of, a, of attacking um, attacking choices um, to throw at us. So we yeah, yeah we got Harvey, ba- be... Harvey
2: Barnes, Harvey so. Barnes is playing, Madison's playing, Vardy's playing, Do you, like Telemans and Ndidi are still playing tonight. So you've got to assume they have pretty much. It's been overstated, perhaps, how many of their players are going to be unavailable. So you're right, Adam. They've still got the the big guns, so to speak.
1: It's a ready-made excuse, isn't it? Adam, you touched on something there that's kind of getting at the point that I'm that I'm going for about Lascelles, and I don't, I don't necessarily know whether there's a solution because you look at our central defensive options, and none of them have got any pace, none of them at all. Lascelles was ex- extremely effective in that last game side because he won every battle, he won every aerial duel, he you know he won every tackle. He's not going to have to do that anywhere near as much against Leicester, but. He can be exploited for pace, and Adam, the solution you've offered there of dropping the dropping the defence back just doesn't work in that system. It's not it's not possible. You can't have that much space between defence and midfield and still be able to effectively press a team into their half, whilst while not just being picked off. Adam, you disagree.
3: What I would say is that if you are going to have no pace in, in, in centre back to deal with pacey forwards, then what you do need are your most intelligent defenders who are the best at anticipating and positional. Uh, positionally, the the best who, the best defenders who can get in position, if they if they don't have the pace and the in, in their legs, they've got the you know the the quickness in their brain, to and and this is kind of the development I saw. For example, Dummett under Rafa Benitez didn't you know sometimes struggled to keep up with players, but his positional sense got a lot better, and it meant that he got skinned less because he was in a better position. And I think that's the kind that's what we need to bring if we can't beat pace pace, pace for pace, you know. Toe for toe, then we have to, we have to maybe be a bit cleverer. Um, but I would have, I would have Feder Fernandez in all day long because he's absolutely one of our. You know, I, I would say he's probably our best centre back. You know, in terms of natural defensive ability, hundred percent.
2: I just think when we've only kept one clean sheet all season, <laughs> we've probably got to play the same defence man. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, Mickey, about that that gap in midfield, and there is maybe some some thought needs to be put into how exactly we improve that and I'm sure how we'll have a solution to that problem. But I also think that the the revelation that is Joe Linton basically playing the Modi role behind the <laughs> behind the forwards and literally linking up all the play with Almiron doing all the legwork around him as well. You can kind of get away with that gap as long as you can get the ball forward to, to that part of the pitch quickly. Um it, it does mean you need a, a proper performance from John Joe Shelby as a midfielder. He needs to both do his bit defensively to break up the play and get around, um, and helped by another performance of of from Willick. The same way, I don't know what words I'm saying here. Uh, an, an equivalently good performance from Willick as he as he had against Burnley. I think it can work. I, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I'm not as concerned about this this uh, the midfield if if those three players Joe Linton, Shelby, and and Willick can perform to the same level. I just worry if whether they can put in another 90 minutes like that after the three games we've had.
3: I think it's um it, it depends who who sits in there with Ndidi because you know you assume it would be Telemans and we kind of have to prepare for that. Both both of them excellent and 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 probably a good blend together. Um one sitting deep and one sort of going forward and trying to orchestrate things in Telemans, very good player. But the last few games they've they've switched out who whoever's Ndidi's been with. Um, so there has been a bit of chop and change in that midfield, and I just wonder if that is an area that we could possibly exploit if sayAT Element doesn't play or there's a different pairing, you know, that they seem because you're chopping and changing there hasn't there wouldn't have been much gelling time perhaps. I don't know. With Telemans and Ndidi in there, it's probably not a weakness to exploit because they're both excellent. And I think historically, obviously, they've, they've played a fair few games together. I just mean in the last sort of month, Leicester have changed that midfield up a bit. So I think if we if we did see a change that wasn't Ndidi Telemans, then maybe that would give us a bit more hope in the centre of the park.
1: It's class that we're now talking about a team and a manager that will be looking to exploit individual weaknesses and specific weaknesses in the other team. And we haven't been able to talk about that, have we, Phil? For a number of years and i'll not say how many because i'll give away my exact point but a number of years we haven't been able to talk about that those two in midfield anymore ah, it's, hard, it's hard to find the right word for those two they're, they're like the classic effective premier league midfield pairing aren't they like there's one workhorse very very good at tackling really good at being in the right place to make key interceptions good at distributing the ball over a very short distance just giving it to someone better and then the classy playmaking style midfielder and it, it, you hark back to the, the glory years we've had recently in Newcastle but and Teote when they were both at the, the most effective. yeah totally that's what, yeah that's what they were and unless Leicester have that in those two players it's, it's so effective and I hope we don't come up against it but I, I I can't quite believe I'm going to say this after how much criticism I've given him over the years but I feel like Shelby's in the, like the per, and, and Willick alongside him are the perfect parent to kind of counter against that because they're totally different like it's just going to be Will it at them? And he did that so well against Burnley, getting at them constantly, getting right in their face, trying to steal the ball. And it doesn't matter where on the pitch you do it, and you give it to Shelby, his passing range is so good, and it's just came back, on it? Like under under how he can then distribute the ball to the more effective players. I think those two are perfect. I wonder whether we might see though, Sai, thinking about what you've said, so I'll ask you this, whether we might see Isaac Hayden come into the midfield in this game just to to offer some more solidity
2: in front of the defense. I would I would trust Howard's decision if he did that, but I'd also be worried that he would, the only way he could come in would be at the expense of Miggy probably, or or Maxi. let's say, if he was was a fitness doubt. Um, so you'd immediately be taking away some of our attacking threat, and I think at the minute we've got a lot going for us in terms of we're creating chances, and we're definitely going to score goals. So um, I, I think that you're right, Miggy. I think we've got a good midfield parent in, in the, the new John Joe Shelby. Um, with Willick back to form and it, it depends massively on the work rate that we are getting from the two in front of them in Joe Linton and, and Miggy. So I, I I'm happy with just leaving Shelby and Willick there with those two in front, doing a lot of hard work um, as the game progresses. You're right. We might need Hayden or if, if we really are getting dominated in midfield, that's probably an early change that happens, but I don't know. I, I, it's weird going from just thinking how are we going to get something out of this game for every week of our lives for two years to thinking. I want to kind of see us try and win it because this is a winnable game. Leicester, are, are, are they 12th? And like I say, Adam, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the league on form. And yes, we know on paper they're a much better team than that than that suggests. But this is this is a winnable game and we've got the momentum. So I want to see us go to try and win the game. And I think that's what Eddie Howell will do.
1: Over the years, Newcastle have been the team that other teams are desperate to play when they're in a bad run form because we could just give people wins from nowhere. This team, this Newcastle team is different. You can tell already. Nobody's want to, going, to, going to want to play us at the minute. No team that's struggling for players or struggling for form is going to want to come against Eddie Howe's Newcastle at the minute. Yeah. Seriously, it's ridiculous to say that about a team that's second bottom of the league, but that's the truth of it. Adam, there's just one more thing I think we'll look at before we move on to part two of the show, and that's that's the fullbacks for me. Nothing should change. And having Mankiw and, uh, and Lewis as the two fullbacks alongside those, whoever it is in central defence, will offer that kind of pacey, Cover that we'll need to 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 counteract the threat of Vardy and, and the other players we've talked about with Leicester. Do you think there's any chance for see Richie back? Anything else on the right hand side, or are those two just a shoe in now?
3: I think Lewis is an absolute shoe in I think the, the, the way he performed the last game so important, and that athleticism, the confidence growing. You know, we 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 wait. It was wasted last season, but you know he's he, he he can be become an integral part of our starting eleven now. And I hope that that's how it goes. On the right-hand side, Mike Keogh, I think, is really solid. Um, and I don't, I don't think he's done too much to warrant being dropped. However, knowing that Leicester do most, the majority of their attacking down the left-hand side, you've got Harvey Barnes, who is a, a very bright, uh, creative player, who can be very potent from from those wide areas. I, there's, there's There may be a, a, a slight chance that Murphy... Comes in as a to kind of counteract against that pace. Manquio is not a slouch, but he's not as pacey as Murphy. But I suspect and I hope that Manquio keeps his place because I think he deserves it. I'm just trying to look at other options. Hmm.
2: I mean, it's it is hard. Manquio is a limited but effective fullback, and to be fair, so is Jamal Lewis. So far, he's 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 you know he looks he's looking really good and fresh again. Um, but we have only played Brentford, Burnley, and Norwich. So as you say, Harvey Barnes would be a very different prospect. Um, as will whoever plays the right, depend on fitness. Could be Mark Albrighton at this rate. Who knows? Um, I, I just wouldn't want to change it. It's what, we've we've spent so long without natural fullbacks playing in fucking fullback. I would just want to see the two lads get a run in the team and have a settled defence, a settled back four, which we've just we've not had for so long.
1: Yeah, I agree. The bad teams change the defence all the time. Good teams get a defence that they like and um and, and then and then stick with it it's it, it's a no-brainer i think that'll about do it for part one of the show lads um if you're listening stick with us it's going to be a really short break and then we're back for part two where we're going to look a little bit more in depth at leicester we'll have a look at leicester away in years gone by there's some belton ones it's probably the only away game that i've enjoyed in the last five years following newcastle um we'll do a little bit on on predictions at the end i i, I typically tend to go with a ridiculous scoreline. And I've got one at my sleeve for this one as well. Um, so yeah, stick with us. We're back for in a second with part two.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: So, lads, we're back for part two uh, of the show. We're going to have a little look at Leicester and um, Leicester away, what that, what, what that game means to us which we, when we've enjoyed it, when we're having, you know, the usual stuff, and then move on to predictions. Adam, you've had a little look at Leicester and you... Um, have some stats and some information about what you think we're up against at the
3: weekend well it's just it's just trying to look at how we can how we can exploit Leicester and what they've they've been bad at recently and what what is certainly a problem for them and they have been known to have kind of defensive errors but it's they can't they find it difficult to defend from attacks on the wing and you know you, you think the amount of crosses that we can get in with you know Sam Maximan in the in the team you know the the Burnley the Burnley goal came from a you know a willick a willick cross obviously it's it's a way that I can see is trying to pepper and try and get in get them in wide areas using the overlaps with people like Jamal Lewis um on counterattacks um like saymon was perfectly capable of doing that himself um introducing somebody like Fraser or Murphy or Miguel almaron the, the, they're all going to be able to Put it you know the ability to put a few crosses into the box, and that's what's going to cause Leicester problems. If you keep asking them questions, you're they're, they're going to fail to answer one of them because they're they're conceding so many goals at the minute, and that's what we need to do. We need to apply pressure and we need to put paying them back. The other thing they're doing is conceding free kicks in very very dangerous areas, and one thing that they're very poor at is <laughs> is defending set pieces. They concede a lot of goals from set pieces, so there's another way that we can get in. You know, provided the majority of our attacks are you know leading to free kicks you know with a bit of trickery say for example on sam Axaman or wilson gets bundled over or joe linton like, etc um as long as they lead to kind of you know moves that get the ball into the box um to ask the dif- you know questions of Chu and evans or we're getting free kicks so we can get the big lads up from the back as well then we have two kind of routes in to possibly possibly breaching their defense
1: yeah, we do. You know that the, the the team is obviously struggling with that. And as as I just said in part one as well, like Eddie Howe will be looking at that. You will have noticed, and we will, we will be working on that in training. It kind of fits with the way we've sort of played anyway, and, and fits to our strengths as well. So this is a game that we have to be targeting for for a win. Side. What, what do you what do you make of Leicester this season, generally speaking, and and especially with their their recent form? What, what are they gonna What are they gonna threaten
2: us with? Well. We absolutely know that they've fallen off a cliff since since Brendan's head was turned by Amanda, wasn't it? Because <laughs> he was uh, he was high on the list, and we we talked on on this podcast about how he would have been a, a perfect fit for Newcastle, a new project after he'd kind of peaked and won the FA Cup. I think there's there's more to that. Ignoring the the, the potential move to Newcastle, I think this Leicester squad has peaked. Now I don't think they're bad. As I said before, they, they've still got some very good players, and they're better than us on paper, but. What else is there left for them to do? They've, they've missed the Champions League twice. They've won the FA Cup. Vardy's 34. Um, they, they just what what else is left for them to do beyond investing a load of money and, and trying to push back up into that top three or four, which it looks like they're a long way off all of a sudden. I think there's a bit of that, you know, when a good team just, just finally fizzles out. It's, it's happening, and I don't think it's necessarily Roger's fault. He's a good manager, but they're just not getting the kind of... They've lost that spark that had them up there for so long, in in my opinion. Um, they're still a very good team, though. As 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 we've already said, they're really pacey. Jamie Vardy Jamie Vardy scored two uh, in the last home game. Um, Madison's class; he's really good at free kicks. So if we give them anything silly, um, that's another reason I wouldn't want Hayden to play. By the way, we you'll, you'll kill with free with free kicks on the edge of the box. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of things they can do to hurt us, and I think Eddie Howe and his team will be we'll have to be very smart and get as well prepared for every possibility not just like not just one option not just like right if we're mark Vardy, we're done there's a lot to look at here adam
3: yeah the, the other thing about leicester which um we have to be wary about is that they've in the premier league this season they've had 10 different scorers so body out there as, as a top goal on his own with nine um which is pretty good going when it's only still december uh, a lot of people were saying he was finished this season but They've, so they've had ten different scorers and they've had eleven different assisters, all in the Premier League, which is is difficult because it means that it's very it's very difficult to kind of nullify a couple of threats when the threat could come from 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 literally anywhere. You know, even like the young left back Luke Thomas, he's he's been creating as well. You know, it's come it, The goals and assists are coming from everywhere. Um, so, you know. Yes, your key players are Madison and Elements probably, who assist a lot, score a bit as well. So, yeah, we we, we have to be wary, but I think it, they're not a bad team on, t- on paper, as you said, Sai. but it's all about the mentality. I think it'll be a literally a battle of wits against each other on, on the weekend. It's kind of, if we can get pumped up and motivated, they'll be coming off the back of a, an, you know, a, a, you know, a Euro- European tie. A lot of the team's downhill. A lot of the team will be worried that they're next. That will affect preparation whichever way you look at it this is a time to go at them it really is
2: oh absolutely and given the the fixtures we've got ahead we've got to be targeting a minimum of a point from this game I think we should be trying to win it like you say there's not going to be a better time to play them the form they're in they like you say off the back of the European game they've got this mysterious illness as you said Mickey like we really just need to go for this And I'm almost I'm, I'm certain that Eddie Howe will be Looking at every possibility here, every weakness we can exploit to try and win the game. Not just trying to keep them out, but looking at right. Yes, we need we need to deal with Vardy, we need to deal with Madison, we need to deal with Barnes, but also here's where we can get at them. Here's here's how we're going to get chances, and it won't just be give it maxi. You know, I, I have every faith that that's what's going on. But I think you'll be putting even more into this game because we could really do with a few more points before we play Liverpool, City, Man U, etc. It'll be.
3: It'll be give it, Big Joe, from now on. <laughs> yeah,
1: first name on the team sheet. Without, a doubt. I mean, we didn't even talk about it in the team selection section of this podcast now because it's just so obvious that he has to play. Um, he'll cause them a threat. This is a big. This could be a big statement game for Eddie Howe here. You know, Leicester are a struggling side at the minute, but they have started to see some of their key players come back into form. Madison's got better in recent weeks. He struggled at the start of the season. Varley scored twice, like you say, in the last home game. Those key players for them are, are starting to individually turn it around, and it's a matter of time before it clicks for them. They are an excellent side; they have they have a lot of excellent players in the team. And if any how can take any Castle team that have been shocking all season and only won once and win away at Leicester, that is a big statement. Not just not just to world football, and that, you know everyone wants us to lose, which I love by the way. Like crack on, lads. I'm happy with you want us to lose, but a, a statement to the, to the team itself that you that you know. You lads have got the capacity in there to go away to a good team and win. And it's not just going to be, it'll not be a snaky win. Like we used to get them under Bruce when we did win away from home. And One of those wins we we'll might talk about in a second was away against Leicester um, in lockdown football. But if we're going to win this game, we'll win this game by playing, playing better than Leicester. And that like the prospect of that for me is extremely realistic. And I, I really hope that we can, we can do it. Um, Leicester defensively for me, lads, I they're nowhere near what they were. I don't know. I don't quite know what's happened, but some something significant has changed in the. It's almost like the mentality of that whole team, and they they're not the defensive solid unit that they once were. I, I, do either of you have, have any idea why that isn't and, and what Newcastle could look to exploit, Adam?
3: Well, I don't, obviously they had um, Fofana uh, with, a, with a massive injury, and he was he was the star defender, really, wasn't he? Um, Soyintu's obviously was the replacement for Harry Maguire. He's really good, and obviously Evans is really experienced. But you just wonder is. Is Evans feeling it now? Is, is he's got the legs? Has he got the mental capacity to carry on? I don't know if that's an issue. Is showing off form? You obviously had uh, Justin, who was a really, really good um fullback for them, Ricardo Pereira as well. They've all had injuries, they've all been out the side, and they're all they're all very, very good defenders. You know, Justin did a, an excellent job even on the left-hand side as well as the right-hand side. So he was a really good versatile fullback before he got a, a, a nasty injury, I, as I mentioned for is Probably their best centre back, and he's not in the team because he's, I believe, he got a, a, a fairly long layoff as well. So I would put it down to, to injuries. However, the, the, you know, the, they've still had a, a fairly consistent back four, and you, you kind of would expect better. You would expect more chemistry from them. You would expect the experience that they do have to be performing better. But it's maybe just one of those things. You just, something needs to shift or change or. They need to rubber the green or something to get things going again because something is not right there
1: yeah i agree with you and, and let's let's just go out there on sunday lads and just exploit it take advantage of leicester like let's let's make them look worse than they are we don't we don't do that to teams very often but we, we're absolutely capable of it now leicester away lads let's talk about some years gone by leicester away for me happy hunting ground i've had some cracking nights there i think it's quite um almost a little bit poetic like this this for me is the first kind of proper away game under eddie howe where the where there's going to be hordes going down from newcastle the games in london and, and southampton and, and brighton and what have you they're, they're slightly different because they, they attract a different crowd they attacked a lot and it, i'm not saying that's worse but it, they attract kind of the the southeastern based mags of which there are many of course this is the first one where there's going to be you know bus falls and train falls and car falls are Toon fans travelling down from the northeast, and that create it creates a mint atmosphere, and it's always been mint for me at Leicester away. One that I always remember, Sayu si, came with us was uh, Rafa's first away game when none of the rest of Alex had a ticket four months in advance, obviously because he was always going to go. The rest of us had just said to him like, "No chance of my coming to Leicester away. We're definitely going to lose." And then Rafa Benitez gets appointed as manager, and we're all scrambling around for tickets. And it was one of the one of the greater away atmospheres. We lost, you know, we lost, but it was a sensational being that crowd. But for me, my favourite away game possibly ever was a Friday night away at Leicester, having won away at Leicester the year before. You go down there, th- and Leicester were class at the time. You know the, the, A lot of the same players were going to be in the team. They, they, they had Vardy, but a much younger, much fitter, much faster Vardy. Madison, Tielemans, Barnes, Damari Gray before he moved on. Maguire still on our team, Ben Chilwell. Wes Morgan, possibly we exploited Wes Morgan because he was always crap, but... That was a a really good Leicester side, and we went there and in one of the most unbelievably smash-and-grab fashions, came away with a 1-0 win, and the next day, I I had to get my now wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, to travel to Leicester independently of me because we were going to London for a wedding the next day, which I hadn't told her about in advance, Um, so she was living with us now, I I promised her, definitely not going to get drunk. Definitely not going to stay out late, thinking we are going to get beaten. Newcastle won 1-0, and it was just absolute mayhem on a Friday night in Leicester. <laughs> one of the best away games. Drinking cans of gin and tonic on the way back to the hotel. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the wedding the next day was class because I was in such a good mood about um, Newcastle Castle winning the way. Do either of you two lads have a good one?
3: Well, no, because I was supposed to be at that game, but I, um, I tore my calf muscle. So I was, oh, yeah. I was actually on the sick at work. I couldn't I couldn't go in. I could barely, I could barely walk um and i was and i had a ticket and i was just like could i get away with being seen on sky sports it, like going limbs in the crowd when i've i'm off work with a, with a, in leicester while i'm off work with a, with a, with a, a torn calf and I, I i figured no for the sake of my career i'll uh, i'll play it sensibly and didn't go so unfortunately didn't get to see it
1: what a massive mistake what a massive mistake i don't <laughs> you should have just fuck on your career it was such a good night honestly <laughs> Should have he should have just done it. I'm, I'm trying to think of a time. There was there was a time recently where a woman got sacked because she got seen on the on the telly when she was supposed to be on the sick. So that could have <laughs> been that could have been you. You could have been front page of the news. Sai, thoughts <laughs> so, on Leicester away? When's your best one?
2: Uh I think you were there as well. Did you not come to the, the one the year before that? Two one. I did. I you did, were definitely yeah. there. I was gonna say, I thought that was I mean, I wasn't at the one-nil, but I thought that was one of my best away games ever. Um I was there with you obviously for for Benitez as one well, and it was a it was a, a brilliant day to be a Newcastle fan because Benitez is a manager, but it was an albeit still a quite brutal performance to watch. We we dug in a bit, but they were winning the league that year and they were just they just got their goal and and and, and so off. Um but singing Benitez's name for the first time was, was something I'll never forget. And especially the car journey down where we spent so long trying to come up with some terrible I mean, I'm not gonna repeat them on this podcast, but some terrible attempts at Rafa songs to get to the concourse. And the lads had already sorted it. There was plenty of songs going on, and we didn't have to even attempt to embarrass ourselves. But yeah, the um, the first season back up with with Benitez was was just a sensational, sensational one. It was a a bit of a smash and grab, you know. Leicester was still mint, and we were newly promoted, but um, it was just class, wasn't it? The the, the crowd was rampant. We'd, we'd spent the we'd got a very early lift, lift down with Dodgy or to betray it.
1: Now we in the car.
2: Get in the car. Um, Riley Snooker Club, the first time we graced that place. And I think it's been a, a, a permanent fixture on the Leicester away trip since. Um, the crowd was sensational. Um, Perez, lovin Schmeichel was sensational. and was That was also the game where there was that passage that you can still find on YouTube of like eight or nine ridiculous tackles all in a row. And is it is it Vernon Anita that does the, the worst one at the end? Or, um, no, it was Atsu, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest foul you've ever seen, but after like eight mint tackles, everyone's just like, get in! Just, <laughs> just one, of the, one of the best passages of football I've ever uh, experienced as, a, as an attendee.
3: Vernon football. and Anita in that team.
2: <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Brain yeah, fart. Well, <laughs> Christian, Christian.
3: So what, like the, right. the
1: kind of second half of those tackles, that were all celebrated like a goal, like people were jumping yeah. up and down because of <laughs> the tackles.
3: <were> so good. <laughs> that
1: was the... It. It's great. It, it is that those two games those two Leicester games are always the ones that come up if you look for newcastle fans on youtube to watch videos of the of the fans singing the friday night one sorry to come back to it but the friday night one we just stayed in the ground but we literally stayed in the ground for half an hour after the game everyone or pretty much everyone just singing that team of United for half an hour just because we won one game one nil away from home it was absolutely brilliant and it was the same it was the same part of the year before like the atmosphere was just sensational for the whole game and unless they scored reasonably late on when we we're 2-0 up and obviously the nerve set in but the atmosphere didn't change it was just like raucous aggressive like defiant newcastle fans giving it giving it They're all like for the team and that's that's what we're going to get this weekend that's kind of what i was what i was getting at before with the the traveling hordes from the two and people People want to go and support this team now, and they want to get behind them, and you can see that in the home games. I think I think Alex mentioned on a podcast the other day, like that the, that strawberry corner's has turned into like an away end at home. The atmosphere has been so good. So imagine what the away ends are going to be like if the if the home ends or home ends are turning into away ends. What are the away ends then become? It's <laughs> I think be it was Colby,
3: more It Was it Colby? That. Yeah, yeah. He's,
1: he's a very wise man. Uh, get far more of him on Patreon if you're interested in listening to his uh, those tones. I think that about wraps it up. Uh, unless you've got any
3: pressing matters to attend to, we'll move on. Go I on, have Adam. two quick facts: that we've won the last three, we've won three of the last four visits down there. Excellent. Um, but on a, fun, on, right. a, on, a, on a less optimistic uh, level, I'll balance this out. Um, Eddie Howe has never won away against Leicester in his managerial career,
2: but Aww. but
3: he's all about making history, isn't he? So let's go make history, Eddie. Come on, lads.
2: Fair enough. You've turned you like, that one around, I was thinking we well, don't need you to know that, man. But okay, I like that.
3: I <laughs> like we need we need one more positive fact from you, Adam, even if it's fake. Um, Callum Wilson, the boy, has scored eight goals in his last twelve Premier League games. There you go. That's the positive. And that number run one end on. began with a brace in got, West, against
2: got, Leicester. Yeah, you got two May. there last season. I was going to say yeah. Oh, so didn't talk know. about that.
1: I meant to, I meant to talk about that game. four, two, uh, four, four goals away from home under Steve Bruce. Leicester away, man. It's a happy hunting ground for Newcastle. I think, well, I think we're going to win. We'll start it now with the predictions, lads. The spectacular end of the show. I'm going first because I think Newcastle are going to really pull a performance out here. It's coming. It's been coming for Newcastle. We've got elements of it last week. But a, a, a really positive attack and performance where we totally pick someone apart and win comfortably is coming for this team. And all of the stars are aligning for it to be Sunday afternoon in Leicester. So I think, and I, I also think we're going to keep a clean sheet which is outrageous to suggest against that team. I think it's going to be 4-0.
2: <laughs> Mickey, man. One week
1: I'm going to be right, and then I'm going to go. About forever. So
3: 4-0. Do you at least like, put a quid on these absolutely outrageous shouts? I always put a pound on, yeah, just in case. Yeah, fair enough.
2: You must have lost so many pounds. <laughs> All of them. You've be right. Uh, I was just going to go for a very boring two-one prediction. I mean, less, they're not struggling to score goals. They're, they're struggling to get results at the minute, but they're, they're, they're still, you know, scoring pretty much two a week. Um, I think we will put in another solid defensive display. So I think two-one. I think we should have scored more against Burnley. And you know, if we if we keep up that intensity and create as many chances, we'll with a bit of with a bit of luck, we'll get a few more. So yeah, two-one.
3: Adam, don't do it, mate. Don't you dare do it. Just give me a chance, Mickey. Um, yeah, Simon mentioned about creating chances. You know, we are creating a lot of chances. We're getting a lot of shots away under Eddie Howe. Um, Leicester concede a lot of chances as well, but then they're also got an attacking threat themselves. So I think this one's going to be a really, really open game, and I don't think there's any reason why we can't go there and win three-one. Up the up there, Eddie Howe's marks. Come on, lads,
1: get in. So uh, the av- the average score that works out at three-one so that's what we'll go with as a collective 3 one tune heard it here first get your pounds on now thank you very much lads for joining me tonight thank you everyone for listening as always um, if you like what you've heard I'm plugging it again subscribe on Patreon. it's £5.50 a month there's loads and loads of extra shows five, six, seven shows on top of the free podcast every week um, by us of True Faith we're, we're so grateful that you all choose to listen to us um, thanks everyone for listening anyone going down to Leicester have a good time sing your hearts out for the lads